<laughs> oh boy. Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Skycats. I'm here with fan favorite Ian Dixon, and we're going to be talking a lot about the end of the world today. Should be a good time. This is much longer than I thought it would be. <laughs> Make a note to cut it earlier. Mm. But no, that is the first run of the test of rebranding and revamping Skycast to be in the new decade. 2020. We're in the roaring 2020s, mm -hmm. Dixon. This is the first Skycast recorded this decade. So I thought we should upgrade. I'm not mad at it, but I don't know if it fits the aesthetic that Scott cast has. Uh, it's very energetic. Yeah. Yeah. Like the other one was pretty energetic for what it was. It sounded like, uh, like we're going to play wheel of fortune or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was going for like a, like a, like a late night talk show. vibe. Yeah, I, I can kind of see that too. Kind of thing. But yeah, I guess we're a little bit, yeah, it's like <laughs> the immediate stop right afterwards <laughs> when we get to talking uh, and like just the, the sudden pace. I need to find something like half that tempo. Mm -hmm. Maybe experiment with that. Yeah. Because I like the clean audio, kind of, you know. Mm -hmm. I think it's better than the blaring vinyl thing that we got now. Yeah. That might work better for people's vehicles and headphones. Mm-hmm. Because people don't listen to loud vinyl bands, like, speak, from the 20s. Speak for yourself. Like, do you listen to things from the 20s and 30s? Like, that real old stuff? That's what I mean, that is. like, not a ton, but, like, I enjoy it. I can enjoy from it. From time to time. Uh, yeah, but, like, when I'm about to I listen to, to some, pod, like, Django Reinhardt and bust that out and, like, Gypsy Jazz. I think the difference between the Scottcast theme and Django Reinhardt is Django Reinhardt, like, so intricate, and a lot of it is mostly just him. He does big band stuff, though, doesn't he? Mm, it's mostly, like, him and one other guy. Yeah. So, that's okay with that recording equipment. But the one that I happen to pick, it's like, okay, let's get every horn instrument ever pointed at this one dinky microphone mm -hmm. and just go for it right away. <laughs> that song is... Uh, Biggie based on the song called Who's Sorry Now, mm -hmm. which is by every other rendition ever is a slow kind of mournful song. Yeah. But these guys played it with a big old Scott Castian ironic energy. That's why I liked it. Yeah. But it's also not really suited for recording. And I want people's ears to be soothed mm -hmm. when they show up to Scott Cast, especially in this new decade. We got a signal that we can change with the times. That we're cool, bro. I'm not going to give myself applause for that. <laughs> Good call. Right. Right. In fact... You hear that, Ian? Mm-hmm. Negative reinforcement baked into this Scott Cast soundboard. I mean, sometimes you need that. Yeah. I like that. I feel like people hold it back a lot with me mm -hmm. because there's so much to praise. You know, it's such an exhausting list. Yeah. People, when I'm sure I have negatives. People just never get to them sometimes. And when they do, it's like, what's the point of telling him? He's so great anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yep. In fact, I'm so great. I've created a new calendar. Mm. We talked about it last episode we were together that... The calendar and the years, they're kind of arbitrary. Right. So I've decided to make a calendar that's not arbitrary. Mm -hmm. At least not to me. Today is day 11,012, Ian. Yeah. Of my life. Well. Right? Not bad. Think about it. When you're journaling, all you have to write is the day number. And you know this is the only day that is this day in your entire life. Like yesterday was day 11,011. Yeah. That's sweet. That's not going to happen again for another 11,000 days. And 11,011 days with 22022. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to live that long. Well, I might. I'll be 60 something, right? Yeah. Just by math. <laughs> I forget how old you are now. I'm 30. Okay. So if you double it. So you'd be 60, yeah. 60. Just a little, like 60 and three quarters. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm curious to know how. We didn't even have a party. How your mindset has been since you started 
tracking it that way as opposed to like the standard that we we have been doing with the months and days and all that well when i interact with people mm. i still use the julian well, right you know i'm not gonna expect people except for sabelle to understand what i mean mm. day eleven thousand ten. you know what that means <laughs> <laughs> you know but it, counting it that way it seems like it would uh promote introspection it kind of does but mm. it also promotes moving forward yeah and gives you better milestones but more milestones like instead of a birthday every arbitrary 365 days have like a birthday every 100 days <laughs> or 10 <laughs> yeah and every thousand days throw a real banger because you've earned it it's a thousand day um celebration mm-hmm of your life. Yeah. Make like a hobbit and give gifts on that day to all the community. Mm-hmm. Proudfoots and Longfellows and Baggins and Boffins and Tooks and Brandy Bucks. Give them all gifts that day. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I. That's how I deal with days now and numbering them. Mm-hmm. Would you adopt that system? Do you think? Do you, or or are you attached to? Like, I'm not seasons? attached. I just that's the way everyone else tracks things. So that's what I would use more practically. I suppose, but for introspection. Yeah, know. but if I like kept a journal, I guess counting. Um, like a captain's log. Yeah, you know. Then yeah, that would be uh, makes sense. Yeah, it reminds you of the finiteness of time and the preciousness of life itself. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to get too deep and introspective, like right off the bat on Scott Cast. Mm -hmm. Just twenty twenty because I've got so many good sound effects lined up for everybody, and you know. I want to move on and have the new things in life nowadays. Yeah. New life. New uh, days and thoughts Mm -hmm. and prayers. So what's new in this brand new decade? So the pod comics were received well. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loved the pod comics. That's great to hear. Yeah. They got the most downloads of any episode since like five episodes ago. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Making it a recent hit. But uh, people seem to enjoy it. Got good reviews. People want more. All right. They want to see the art continue. Mm-hmm. And I've got ideas. But I didn't want to develop the ideas without you. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd present you with like an overview of the character Ian. In the gotcha. Plot. So it'll be kind of like uh, how Kevin Smith came up with Tusk. We'll just bullshit it and then fine-tune it later pretty much and it'll be like a whole big thing i need someone to do the writing for me <laughs> <laughs> and i figured this is the best way to do it mm-hmm. you know yeah so ian's character in the first pod comic is revealed to have like a like a secret charlie's angel mi6 kind of office space mm-hmm. full of spy gadgets and uh, and a wikipedia mm-hmm you know, he's got all that going, and he's been pulling strings in the background, getting mm-hmm. Catboy and the Hamtramck Avengers on a team. Yeah. So that he may employ them to do his bidding. Mm-hmm. Now, do you trust yourself in this story, Ian Dixon? I kind of sound like Mr. Glass. What's that? You're not familiar with um, the M. Night Shyamalan Unbreakable universe? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Who's Mr. Glass in this? So in Unbreakable, um, Bruce Willis discovers that he's a superhero because he survives like a train crash where everyone dies but him and he's like, fine. And turns out that Samuel L. Jackson has been um, orchestrating catastrophes in order to find this, this superhuman being. So he's like, in search of uh, a superhero to help presumably do good in the world, but in order to do, to make that happen, he's he's kind of orchestrating all these horrible things. 
Oh, okay. Is That's that a- pretty much what you're kind of doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So your version of Mr. Glass is... And there was a, a film focused on him recently, but I didn't see it because I think I didn't really particularly care for Unbreakable and I don't particularly care for M. Night Shyamalan. You're not an M. Night shyamalan holic No. shyamalan holic what, what's your least favorite M. Night Shyamalan experience? What, like, drew the line is like, mm. I can't like this guy. I haven't really liked anything I've seen from him, to be honest. Like? Like, Sixth Sense was tolerable, but it wasn't, like, as great as everyone thinks it is. I can see that. Haley Joel Osment was a deer in it, though. Yeah. Who also starred in Tusk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Got a respect in universe. Yes. <laughs> Um, Unbreakable was not good. Uh, what else have I seen? Signs was awful. What do you not like about Signs? You got <laughs> to see, like, Joaquin Phoenix uh, beat an alien with a baseball bat. You didn't really get to see the aliens. Yeah, you did. They were, like, standing right there, stark naked in front of the kid. I don't remember it that well. I was expecting a lot more visual excitement, and it was, like, feet under the door and shadows and... He does and they were afraid of water off. or whatever. Yeah, that's weird. Like, oh, that's fucking stupid. Like, it was, like, acidic to them. Like, yeah. it burned through their flesh on, on contact. Yeah. Can you imagine being an alien civilization and picking the They would, the they would die in our cyanide, atmosphere. Right? <laughs> it's like, this world is cyanide. And what, what, what's, our, what's our one thing we do well is show up naked and invisible. <laughs> <laughs> Go to a planet where it's cool to show up naked and invisible. It's not a it's not an advantage when you're when you're being pelted with death yeah. chemicals. So okay, I get that you don't like M Night Shyamalan because he has a poor handle and plot. Yeah, and then there was another one recently that Split was his. Um, and that was well received, and that ended up the twist was that it was in the Mister Glass universe. I wasn't real fond of that one either, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um what's his name the lead in it is good for what it was um but i don't think it was an accurate portrayal of mental health and the story wasn't very compelling to me so what we should do is take this poor character kyle <laughs> kyle that's not nice you usually don't do that shit on pod Anyway, Kyle was destroying the furniture. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we should rescue this character concept away from this uh, universe yeah. and apply it to something good, like the Hamtramck Avengers origin story. Okay. Kyle! <laughs> <laughs> good Lord, you just want another Catboy story? Is that what that is, boy? Another Catboy story? I put too many sounds on here. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hamtramck Avenger sound effect so far. <laughs> it's a dumpster hit. Yeah. Anyway. We should rescue this character from the purgatory of mm-hmm. Mr. Glass universe. Yeah. The Bruce Willis Willathon. Mm-hmm. Oh, what, oh, I think I remember seeing that one that happened. That was the twist is at the end, like Bruce Willis showed up and it's M. Night Shyamalan's universe. And I... Yeah, I remember it being ultimately unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's how I feel at the end of every M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Ultimately unsatisfied. I know he's going for like disturbing twist ending, mm-hmm. but when that's what you always do, and you're just looking for the disturbing twist ending, yeah. and it's always some subtle crap like, oh, there's Bruce Willis scratching his head. <laughs> that just means he's trying to make an M. Night Shyamalan extended universe. Mm-hmm. You know, what is this? Jane Silent Bob? Get out of here. <laughs> like, that makes sense in a Jane Silent Bob movie. I mean, universe. that would be the best M. Night Shyamalan movie ever if they showed up at movies. and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be amazing. Or at the Quick Stop. Yeah. It's like a twist at the Quick Stop. Well, technically, that's like what Clerks is. Like, the twist at the end was supposed to be, like, Dante dies. But then the end, they just they just kept her... His girlfriend having sex with a dead guy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a pretty big twist considering what the movie is. Yeah. Right? You're watching these guys, these kids goof off on a clerk's job. 
and then some guy gets dead, and then the girlfriend cheats on the main character with the dead guy. Yeah. Surprise necrophilia. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. at least necromantic had it in the title. Well, let's uh, shake it up. Let's get back to uh, <laughs> our comic book universe. Get back to our comic book <laughs> universe. <laughs> um, where were we? Um, Mr. Mr. Glass. Glass. <laughs> so, Ian in the pod universe is a lot like, like Mr. Glass yeah. in these M. Night Shyamalan movies. Who did not get a fair treatment, I don't think, because he could not possibly have been a fair treatment because those movies are corny. Yes. We're not making corny comics. We kind of are, but we're leaning into it at least. Yes. Yeah. That's part of our charm. Mm-hmm. You know? The seams are enjoyable in Skycast. That's what we tell ourselves. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> well, that's what the audience <laughs> says. <laughs> yeah, thank you, audience. Um... So Mr. Glass, his thing is plotting events to form the Hamtramck Avengers in his universe. Yes. Your thing is you're recruiting the Hamtramck Avengers in an eventual effort to stop Scott from Scottcast himself Mm. from accidentally blowing up the entire city of Hamtramck to create an underground cavern beneath it. Mm -hmm. So you've been working on the inside, MI6 style. Charlie's Angels style, maybe? No. So I'm anti Scott Cass City? You're not anti Scott Cass City. I just don't want you to blow up the actual city above it. Yeah. You're like checks and balance kind of guy. Yeah. Working from the inside. You're you're kind of a double agent Mm -hmm. in the sense that you are working for Scott from Scott Cass, but you're also working for the government's secret spy organization trying to stop me. Okay. You're just interpreting your orders creatively, right? Yeah. Because, well, stopping him from blowing up Hamtramck isn't stopping him from starting Scott Cast City. But you got to be subversive about it. Mm-hmm. So the second uh, comic, second mm-hmm. episode, temp- uh, at least in my mind right now, has Ian sending the Hamtramck Avengers, Hastro and Catboy, to the podcast Gala Ball. Okay. Where Scott is schmoozing with other podcast elite. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have a bunch of impressions and like cut-ups of real podcasters. Okay. Saying shit. Making them say all hell Scott cast somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the idea is you gotta, we got to bug Scott. And uh, Stro infiltrates James Bond style in a tuxedo. Mm-hmm. While Haas and Catboy fight on the roof. Because they they just don't gel together. They bicker. Mm-hmm. And then they fall through. Anyway, that's kind of the direction I was going. Okay. For the second one. And now we need to have an arc that eventually terminates in Skycast City being created. Mm-hmm. Whether in a good way or a bad way. Are you ready to buy this comic, guys? Well... Sign up for Audible or go to our shop, right? Go to the shop. Uh, the Scott Cast. Our, our Audible thing got canceled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't go to audible.com for slash Scott Cast. You'll just, you'll just give them money when they don't deserve it. You for, you'll forget to cancel it. Yeah. You'll end up paying 15, 20 bucks a month for audiobooks you never listened to. Instead, you could pay 15 20 bucks and get a sweet t-shirt, right? Right. Do that every month. You don't have a sweet wardrobe. People would be like, yo, dude, where you get that sweet, where you get that sweet swag? And you'll be like, scottcast.com forward slash shop. <laughs> See, it's a little shorter. Yeah. But does the trick. I feel like the background music is still good for that. Yeah. But... Whatever. I I think you're right, too. We'll roll with it. Yeah, we'll roll with it for now. We'll get some new background music. Mm -hmm. It'll be good. We're still kind of fine-tuning with the opening theme. I don't think it really landed as well as I thought it would in pod. I was so excited pre-pod listening to it. I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be like Johnny Carson meets awesomeness. 
after Skycast, there's going to be hella bitches up in here. I'm glad you kept that one. Yeah. <laughs> Got to keep a few Davids. And I need to build a new pod bot. Mm-hmm. One with Ian and David. Mm. I don't know if I want to be roboticized. You don't think you could be roboticized? No. I wouldn't care to be. Okay. What what would what would put you put you off by it? You just do you think you'd be replaced by it? Yeah, well, I mean I uh I really value my autonomy and knowing that there's a a bot of me out there is disturbing to me. Right? Yeah. That reminds me of this article you sent me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll get the email bag later, but the Samsung Neon, that personal yeah. avatar guy that like, you look at it and it looks like a real person mm-hmm. and they're putting AI into it. They're going to try to make Is it a this real. Is like the next step from that? Uh, you talked a while back about like a, a modeling thing where they were offering you like 50 grand to copy your visage for, to treat like for care robots to treat old people. Right. Yeah. This seems like an extension of that. This seems like a bigger extension mm-hmm. of that. Like the robots I thought were just like physical robots. Like mm-hmm. it's just that's just the look they have is this person. Yeah. This this is like any person you want. You can make like make it like celebrities. You mm-hmm. can make it like uh your great aunt Theo. You know? You can make it like yourself. I was thinking if I got my own personal assistant mm-hmm. and like you could you can just pick your own thing. I would pick myself. Like, I'd be like, okay, Google. And then it would be like me. Hey, what's up? I'll Google that for you. I'm Scott. <laughs> You're Scott. We're both Scott. We know what we're talking about. And I'd talk to my little personal AI Scott. And he'd be like, Psh, got you. <laughs> and he brings me the result. Yeah. We do a little pound it. And he dissipates into the ether. You wouldn't want that. Like with your own little Ian? No. Would you get a Scott? That would be weird. Would you get a Scott then? No. Like a little Scott that... <laughs> I mean, what are you Googling that I can't bring you the result, man? I mean, I don't think I want... I don't really like being around people that much. Okay. Even though I work with people all day and, you know. But I sometimes I just want to be alone. And if I need to Google something, I just want a machine to tell me. I don't want a, a person. I, don't, I mean, like, I love hanging out with you and all. <laughs> But I don't want you in my house like, okay. all the time. I get that. <laughs> just my image, just always there. That's what I'm. That's what I'm aiming for, though. Damn it. Also, like, who can control it? Because, like, if someone was over and you were on your couch with your Scott bot, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Hey, Scott, go fuck yourself," would you? <laughs> would it be? Would that be? Would the in? robot take the? the uh the command and like molest you like like molest itself no you oh oh molest because you are a scott oh but the robot is also scott oh like it enters the physical what realm and comes I, at me i don't know i mean does it with furtive... does it differentiate itself from you does it does it identify as scott i think it does i think it's supposed to right like you like you change that i don't know these are questions i have for samsung I guess so. <laughs> Dear Samsung. <laughs> I love your idea of a personal assistant. I am, however, wary of using models. What also, if- <laughs> they had that problem with their phones catching on fire like a year right? ago. Oh, that's right. The Samsung uh, Galaxy Tab. What if their androids just burst into flames? <laughs> that would be crazy, man. <laughs> This is like Detroit Become Human if that game was entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, just fucking burst into flame. I don't have burst into flame. I have like a thousand crowd interactions. Just do another dumpster hit. <laughs> Let's just do another dumpster hit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the dumpster hit is a stand-in for any That's sound. That's you, you tossing the smoldering remains of the android into the dumpster. There you go. Oh, not again. Honey, we got to go to Best Buy tomorrow. <laughs> and then you look. You put your ear to the dumpster in the middle of the night. And what do you hear? <laughs> <laughs> it's taken care of. <laughs> but I think I would get an android that looks like me. Well, I know you Spontaneous would. combustion. Yeah. You know. 
Because I'd like to see how other people see me, mm-hmm. you know? And I think seeing me only being helpful, which it would have to be if it's my personal assistant, I'm not going to be nice to it. <laughs> I'm not going to give it a day off. Then, like, I'm constantly filled with images of myself being, like, a good person, mm-hmm. taking care of someone. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, that'll wear off on me, and I'll become a better person, and I'll take care of people better. All because I've got this avatar. Because you have a robot slave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe slavery would make me a better person. <laughs> Only if it's a robot. Like, robots don't have feelings, right? I don't know, man. Does AI give them feelings? I don't think so. Like, Does it replicate having feelings? I can't believe it does, because feelings are like a feeling. And mm. all they do is think and process. Mm. You know, thinking causes feeling, but is feeling thinking? No, they're separate. See? But they're related. They, in, they influence one another. Yeah, they have connections, I suppose. But, like, why would we invent robot with feeling? Like, or would that just arise naturally? What are you saying? Well, because if they were completely just logical, then they would appear robotic. We want them to be lifelike. I mean, I'm sure they're going to get, like, baked with rules that yeah. apply some general philosophy of ethics, like utilitarian. Mm-hmm. Like, if they have to pick a bus, they'll pick a bus with more lives to save mm-hmm. if they were a bus-saving robot. Right. If they had to choose, like, some prisoner's dilemma type shit. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. Trolley problem. Yeah. Kind of stuff. But I think... But who's programming all that stuff? Some guy at Samsung. Right? So it's their ethics? <laughs> <laughs> I leave the Android at home for one day, and it went and acquired and... Broke down three companies. Suddenly you have like a homeless shelter in your apartment. All of like, <laughs> like all... oh, I rescued these people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bad Scott Bot. One human takes two square feet of living space <laughs> to operate. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of room. Don't be selfish. <laughs> Don't you want to seem good? Yep. Robot Scott would be, like, the number one villain in pod comics. Yeah. Right? Because, like, he's totally ruining... Well, not maybe not number one, but he'd definitely be a part of the rogues gallery, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's a bizarro Scott. He's entirely too helpful. <laughs> Completely unpragmatic in his helpfulness. Mm-hmm. You know? And it culminates in the house being full of orphans. Yeah. He brings in all the strays. And Catboy is, like, so pleased. Mm-hmm. That's how, okay, so <laughs> Catboy breaks away from the Hamtramck Avengers when he sees Robot Scott, Bizarro Scott, mm-hmm. with this horde of cats. But maybe he hoards the cats so much and treats them like units of cattle mm-hmm. that he keeps, like, in tiny cages. And then the rat population explodes. And the rat population explodes. Catboy's like, release the cats! And Robot Scott's like, it's not optimal. <laughs> and then Catboy slits Scottbot's throat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And releases the cats. And Scottbot beats slower and slower and slower until it lights up again. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if a robot's throat slid. But it did have a nasty fall and it hit its head. Yeah. Maybe. So that's like podcast comics number six. We got it written. Boom. Boom. <laughs> That's great. It's long. It's enough, guys. Thank you. Yeah. So, so we've explored our uh, our comic pod comic universe, and we've hit a couple uh, news articles. Some of which may not make the final pod. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's next? Well, we got email bag. It's an idea for you, Ian. Hmm. That's right. All right. So, it's from a man named Phineas. He was reading the paper the other day, he says. And 
he found a Goodwill hunting kid up for adoption and that Ian should get it. A Goodwill hunting kid. Yeah. (laughs) Like a genius who's been abused? Not abused. I don't know about abuse, uh, but I don't a genius, understand what a, what a good will hunting kid is. Well, like it is a genius orphan mm-hmm. who's really good at math. Mm-hmm. Like he's twelve, but he can study math at like a college level. Yeah, like by the time he's twenty, he's gonna get the Fields Medal. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what it's in this letter. Okay, he's a pale ginger kid, mm-hmm. and we know that you're gonna have access to Scott Cast City. So mm-hmm. He's it, it's safe for you to adopt. It's in his best interest it's to be his with best someone in- who knows yeah. that underground is the place to be. And and if he is a goodwill hunting kid, you're, he's going to need a Robin Williams mm-hmm. therapist figure, father figure in his life. Mm-hmm. And that could be you. You're pretty much just like the Robin Williams character in Goodwill Hunting, except you're not a sad sack. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think you've gotten into many brawls as a kid. Do you bench? Do I bench? No. <laughs> Robin Williams benched in that movie. Yeah. So that's a few key differences. Mm-hmm. But I think you guys you guys could nail the movie dynamic. Mm-hmm. I really like Goodwill Hunting. And you don't have to worry about the kid like being self-sufficient when he grows up because you know when he's 18 he's just going to do what he wants to do. Yeah. So it's like just it's like having a kid but only spending like 5 years doing it. <laughs> it's like a rent a kid. I mean, I guess that's optimal. Yeah. I don't know, man. You grow attachments, and then it's like, well, legally I'm not responsible for you, but like I'm still going to, you know. You're afraid you're going to have to pay for Harvard for them? Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll pay your rent somehow. Come on, he's like, he's like a genius. MIT's going to like hire him to explain the Fernier equation or something. They're going to play Elliot Smith in the background, and he's going to make matrices on the chalkboard. <laughs> he's so someone, someone emailed us to suggest that I adopt a child? Yeah, it's weird. Scott <laughs> Castigators are getting really close to Skycast. That was what I wanted to bring up. Mm. Scott Castigators lay off our personal lives. <laughs> <laughs> like, we've got complicated lives outside of Skycast. Mm. Things that we can't just... We can't just uh, abandon because of some happenstance letter. Yeah, from the internet. I mean, I'll. Uh, are you going to try? Are you going to fill out the paperwork? See what at least get it going. I'll consider it. I suppose. I don't. I don't know how. Uh, I don't think I make enough money to for them to be like, yeah, you can afford to like raise this. Can have a checklist like that. I mean, you have to have like a suitable home. If Andrew like, Yang becomes president. You'll get a thousand dollars extra. Gives, yeah, if they give me some extra dollars to care for a child, then sure. Yeah, like it's a, like the Andrew Yang thing. Everybody, every citizen mm-hmm. gets a thousand dollar stipend. Yeah. So I imagine if you have kids, like every orphan you adopt is like an additional thousand dollars. Is it every person in the household? Yeah. Huh. Every citizen. Nice. Yeah. Just being human. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's meant to combat capitalism. Yeah. Or like extreme poverty. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Point being, Mm -hmm. I mean, it could be good for, uh, you know, uh... (laughs) (laughs) sure, I'll consider it. Okay. Because Scott Cass is bleeding money, dude. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we need we need uh we need kids to need ban to, the cameras yeah. and collect checks from mm-hmm. or else we might i spend it all on these sound effects <laughs> but check this one out nostradamus might have predicted world war three mm-hmm or at least the these are current. He said times. vague things about explosions and conflict, and it it came true. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> How could he have known? <laughs> well, <laughs> you raise a valid point <laughs> because, but I do have the quatrains. Okay, and let's see. Maybe they maybe they are a little specific. Okay, let's hear it. Twice put down, the east 
will also weaken the West. Mm-hmm. Its adversary, after several battles chased by sea, will fail at time of need. The great man will be struck down in a day by a thunderbolt, an evil deed foretold by the bearer of a petition. Hmm. The idea being uh, twice put down, the East will also weaken the West, the tit for tat. Mm-hmm. Adversary, after several battles, takes by sea, will fail at time of need. I don't know what that means. Yeah, by sea. Uh, the man will be struck down by a thunderbolt or a missile. Mm-hmm. Said the great man, though. The great man. Does that mean we're on the wrong side? Well, great doesn't have to be, like, the right or wrong side. It's important. Yeah, it could just be important, man. Mm-hmm. Like, the great, like, Alexander the Great, you know. He wasn't that great to the people he conquered. Yeah. Yeah, he stabbed them with swords and stuff. Yeah. You know, cut their knots and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just like, here's a puzzle, Alexander. It's called the Gordian Knot. Just try to unravel it. It's a thinker. And then he just slams it with his sword and cuts it in half. And he's like, that is the solution to the Gordian Knot. And they're just like, that was our only one. <laughs> We're a toy maker. <laughs> Get out of my soul. Yeah. So that's the Alexander the Great Gordian Knot story. But point is, the great band will be struck down. I mean, he was great in terms of deeds in Iran, at least. I suppose. Like, uh, not like uh, good deeds or anything like right. that, but uh, deeds of massive uh, effect mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Wield of power. That's all it takes. Okay. You know, Bill Gates could be a great man in that aspect. Well, I think he's a greater man than any of the men involved in this conflict. Probably is. <laughs> Scott from Scottcast, probably not considered a great man yet. Yeah. Until the city. You see how it's a project for us? I need to become among the ranks of great men so that I may co-opt these Nostradamus quatrains Mm. and diffuse them. Mm. Like a monkey's paw situation where I take the quatrain and I make it mean what I think it should mean. Something benign. Like the great man will be struck down in the day by a thunderbolt. That's when you take the soundboard and then you get me to shut up. Completely flipped the quatrain. It wasn't about them. It was about Scottcast. There you go. We're saving the world right now. That's right. People don't understand the purpose of Scottcast. And we wax poetic about what it is a lot. But what it really is, is a lightning rod. A lightning rod of the predictions of Nostradamus in the 16th century. Without us, great things will happen to the world. And not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Mm. But with us, great things will only happen on Scottcast. Like the battery almost dying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we're we're pretty we're pretty glorious. Yeah. That's a long one. All of these uh yeah, the musical interludes seem to be a little longer than they need to be. Yeah. By like five seconds. Five seconds of too much sound. Yeah. TMSB. Yes. That's what I call that. So let's let's go through a few of them and see if we should keep them mm-hmm. or we should leave them. Yeah. In the segment I like to call Soundboard. Keep it or leave it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Just in case someone tells a joke and no one really gets it. Laughter, applause. Mm-hmm. Ten, nine, eight, a little seven, countdown. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Boo. To a booing. I don't. I don't know if we need the countdown. Right. But the booing and the clapping and clap laughter. That's all good. Booing, clap laughter. Here's the crowd disgusted. Mm-hmm. Oh. They sound more disappointed. That's disappointed. Okay. Disgusted. Disappointed. It's just disappointed with an extra layer of something. (laughs) (laughs) We got a lot of no's. We got a simple no. No! We got an oh no. Oh no! And we got a lot of no. No! 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 
a lot of negatives in this. Yeah. To, to balance out Scott Cast. A few <laughs> sitcom laughs, just in case. Right? Isn't that funny? That's good. Yeah. Rim shot. That's 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 a good one. Slow clap. <laughs> it's just one guy. <laughs> Single clap. That's the one we should keep. Yes. <laughs> Keeping the the classic Ian with Ian. We got the classics. I figured like we could even have like a. Ooh. You know, add some layers to it. Okay. Like that's when you're in with a lone wolf. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get you at Coachella or something, man. Because <laughs> people have been clamoring for that. They've been clamoring for more Ian stories. We haven't mm-hmm. had, you haven't almost died in a long time. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're keeping safe. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Mm. I'll try to die some more. I mean, we got to. But like, not actually. Though. Don't actually try to die. But maybe, like, start, like, looking around more and being Mm. like, you know, if I was two steps to the right here, I could almost died. And don't take the two steps, but being like, wow, the little parts of life. Mm -hmm. Like, just when you're driving, just be like, I was driving the other day. That's a final destiny in by itself. Yeah. Have you seen the stats on driving? That kind of just brought one to mind about um, when I used to work downtown. I didn't almost die. But I could have uh, been pretty savagely injured. Mm. And I guess I could have died if, like, a car came by. What happened? Um, I used to work at that Jimmy John's. This Jimmy John's had a uh, lot of, was the center of a lot of activity for you. Yeah, on uh, Griswold there downtown by Campus Marshes and kind of by Hart Plaza there. And um, so I would do, like, deliveries and we'd get, like, catering orders for all the big law firms and shit and so i just like walk them like a block and then go up the elevator like 30 floors and deliver these sandwiches right mm-hmm. and uh at some point during the year after like the freezing and thawing there was like these huge fucking potholes and one of them turned into a definite sinkhole Ooh, like you got swallowed up by Detroit like itself? right across it was in the crosswalk right uh, on the other side of this of Griswold from the store and so that's the direction I'm walking generally for deliveries and before I realized that it was like uh, there and I knew to look for it and avoid it I stepped on the edge of it like with a carrying just a huge box so I couldn't see where I was going anyway you were dangling on I the had edge like, of the abyss. I had like $150 worth of sandwiches in this fucking box. Holy shit, you had three Jimmy John sandwiches in that box? <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. So I'm like kind of just stumbling across the street. Like can generally see that I'm crossing the street, but I can't see below me. Mm-hmm. And there's this huge sinkhole. And on my way, like I felt it because I was on the edge of it, but I didn't fall into it. But it was like just foot sized. So like my one leg would have went in and probably like broke my hip. Ooh. And it was in the street. So I could have got hit by a car, but it wasn't like a super busy street. They probably would have saw me mangled on. The- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they wouldn't have had that patience, though. They would have just kept True. going. <laughs> D- Detroit drivers are not uh, particularly uh, pedestrian friendly. Yeah. You know, it's the motor city. So if you don't want to be in a sinkhole, drive a giant car. I mean, I don't know if we want to call that an official uh, final destiny in, but... I mean, it's an almost final it was destiny a, in. It was a perilous situation. Not, not an Ian with Ian. Oh, that's right. We didn't have a final destiny in sound. We thing. didn't. No. Maybe that's It's a wolf now. Yeah, it's a wolf. I like it, though. <laughs> it's, this has a second one attached. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like destiny. It is destiny. Final destiny. So it wasn't my time. It's never going to be your time, man. I think you're going to be one of those people that live forever due to uh, being, having your identity stolen. Accidentally by the... surviving. <laughs> and accidentally surviving. Yeah. All the way through the apocalypse. It's, it's like there's nothing. It's just Ian and four people and his cats. Boy, that should have killed you. You just missed it. 
you were watching VHS tapes. <laughs> the static from the VHS uh, proved valuable to warding off the strange electromagnetic nuclear blast. Yeah. You know, provided a shield of nostalgia for you. Literally. They do have magnetic tape, don't they? They do. I'll be checking out my, my collection when the mom goes off and then... Mourning like, the loss. None of my tapes will work, and I'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> but I'll just be fine. <laughs> you just painstakingly, like, try to recharge it. <laughs> like, you analyze the blast of the MP, <laughs> and you try to reverse it, like, create, like, a nano-negative blast, like, <laughs> reverse snap. Yeah. And you make it, and you actually bring the world back online and save it, mm. just in time for us to defeat whoever set that magnetic blast in the first place there it is that's like episode four of pod comics <laughs> yeah so we got two four six mm-hmm. we're doing uh all evens huh i guess so <laughs> we gotta we gotta fit stuff in for just general plot moving forward i feel like if we keep it spaced out and then we have like little chains to connect between the ones mm-hmm. we can create some ideas get some get some index cards on the table We'll kill off characters on the odd-numbered ones to protect ourselves from copyright infringement. <laughs> right. And, yeah, Skycast Pod Comics will be uh, one of the few ones where, like, the key issue for every character is the one where they die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to start with this? You got to start with the one where he's dead. The final issue is the yeah. first issue. Just like Skycast, our final podcast, if it ever happens, and it probably won't. We're going to pod forever. Mm-hmm. Our avatars will at least, but thanks Samsung. Thanks Samsung. Yeah, Scottcast brought to you by Samsung coming up. <laughs> but pretty soon it'll be the end, even of the avatars. Mm-hmm. By then they would have perfected AI technology and content production, and, and indeed we will end with the world's greatest Scottcast and broadcast and entertainment in existence before it's stuffed out, snuffed out by the oblivion ever reaching forward mm-hmm. indeed so what did we learn today oh well hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well um m night Shyamalan sucks yeah i agree but skycast is good i also agree we we have a lot more potential mm-hmm. than the m night Shyamalan universe like, I can say that with confidence. Yeah. So we should be allowed to steal intellectual content in order to better it. As long as we kill the character off. Yeah. Except for you. But you're not technically Mr. Glass. You're technically Ian. <laughs> Oop. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, we learned that not all... Changes are good changes, because mm-hmm. it's the decade. Yeah. We're probably going to return to the original <laughs> music next episode, but hey, I got to show that I'm willing to experiment with this podcast. Mm-hmm. And we learned that experimentation has costs. And those costs, time and energy. And exploding androids. And exploding androids. Spontaneous combustion. Yeah. But I do want to know, send in your email bags, would you... Get yourself a Skycast avatar for your personal assistant, especially considering uh, its podcasting ability to be... That would be a great way to do Ian with Ian, because they could take video, and it could be like an Ian proxy, except that I'm uncomfortable with that, but for that purpose, I guess maybe that would be fine. Okay, so like your avatar is a guide to people, Ian, like you make sure they don't die. Yeah. Make sure they drink water. You have fun with them, and you play their EDM for them. (laughs) (laughs) You got the headphones. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. That's a a good way to do it. And it records, and it it submits the content. There you go. And they get to be famous for having the E in drugs. Mm -hmm. They can choose to be anonymous, blur out their face in the recording. AI technology can do that. And even E in Avatar isn't a capitalistic pig avatar trying to steal your identity he will blur it out automatically that's right because it's ian's avatar even it's ian's avatar ian, ooh. and even ooh. <laughs> and even ian's avatar <laughs> has ethical standards 
whereas Scott's avatar is mostly just a bastardization of the opposite of his existence. Mm-hmm. Because Scott himself is an organic being, hitherto unreproducible, and the avatar will ultimately be a bizarro version of me. Mm-hmm. So, heads up to the people who do buy the avatar of Scott. Get the avatar of Ian. He sounds good. <laughs> I technically have an avatar of Ian. <laughs> it's the original version. <laughs> I don't mean to be hipster about it. But I had an Ian avatar before anyone else did. That's true. I would love an Ian avatar. I'd practice. Like, like I need another one, a digital one, mm-hmm. uh, to practice podcasting with you. And then when you come by, like I know all the stuff that Ian avatar loved. Mm-hmm. I just tell you that. And it's like a, an amazing podcast every time. I wonder how much divergence there would be if Ian avatars programmed on like presumably my experiences to this point or whatever i imagine we'd have to refresh it every once in a while you know plug you in like maybe a fresh one every week software upgrades yeah just just we just keep throwing (laughs) them right in the dumpster (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you Try a game show. This one has David too. That'll <laughs> <laughs> be good. Ian Avatar. Yeah. Look for it in the Scott Cash shop. So we've learned about that. And we've learned that um well oh no, I'm sad that we don't have the original music mm. on this phone at the moment. So we will end with just deathly silence. Silence so silent you can hear our harpies. Hmm. Go to thescottcast.com to subscribe. Shop at thescottcast.com forward slash shop. Go to patreon.com forward slash scottcross podcasts. And be sure to write in stuff you want for Ian's Cold Kitchen. Leave a five-star review. So that's all from the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission otherwise known as Scottcast. Uh, I bid thee adieu. See you later, Scott Castigators. <laughs> <laughs>